0: What's up, guys? My name's Zeke. Welcome back to another motivational video. Today we're gonna be talking about my OCD slash anxiety life story. Right now for this video, we have my girlfriend in the back, Kathleen, I talked about her in the last video. And uh, she's just either, she was eating McDonald's before, now she's drawn, so. uh, Most people might look at me as a very energetic, outgoing, just very out there, extroverted person. And I feel like a lot of other people also look at other people and just think, oh, like, you're a great person. You must have a great life. You're perfect. There must be nothing going wrong at all. But no one really realizes deep down there's a lot of mental things that's either diagnosed or undiagnosed with a lot of people and people don't realize that. A lot you know, there's a lot of celebrities that will openly admit, like, Oh yeah, I have depression or oh I have anxiety or O C D or something like that because they want other people to know that there's people at that level of celebrity or just that level their their role in life, their their role in our society is higher than um other people. They have a bigger status in our um, culture and they also share the same mental illnesses as any normal person would and they want to know that they want us to know that they're with us during doing the exact same things, going to the exact same stuff. Uh, I have OCD and anxiety both diagnosed and the anxiety just kind of comes with the OCD. Um, At first it was just OCD and then they eventually just were like alright so there's anxiety that's kind of diagnosed with that and so it's both and um, it has made a big toll on my life. When I was younger my OCD was a lot more crazy but it was typical little kid stuff just kid stuff that you're used to seeing and it was hard to like differentiate if it was OCD or it was just me being a kid. And, but as I got older, you could see more, I was more OCD, which um, led my parents to, you know, get it checked out. And then eventually, me being diagnosed with it when I was a teenager is when I got diagnosed with it. For me, there's three different kinds of OCD. there's not really like a certain three types that you should like look at for yourself or anything like that, but this is kind of how I broken down how I'm going to talk about my OCD and how it's like the main core things for me. Um, if you don't know, OCD stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, first of all, let's get into the stereotypes. Most people think that OCD just means, oh, you want something to be neat or oh, this has to be organized or oh, this has to look like this. There's so much below that, so just be careful before just jumping and saying like oh my ocd's out of control if you see like something that's out of place because like there's people that either genuinely get anxiety from something like that or there is people that just care about the topic more and you shouldn't just like throw out that you're just like oh that's my ocd um i have three categories that affect me the most it's called i have or i put organization obsessing and just the anxiety as a whole organization the first thing I want to get into is everything has to look how I want it to look Um, kind of been the same my whole life through having OCD it hasn't really changed because it's not really something that I need have had need to work on because if I want something to look how I want to look that's not really a problem Um, but that's one thing with me is everything has to look how I want it to look if I have my bedroom and even if it's messy I want it to look How I want it to look, and it sounds weird because you might be like, "Well, it's messy." So when that bug, you will know. As long as it's looking, as long as I walk in my room and everything is where I put it, and everything is where I left it, it's good. Most of the time, 99% of the time, it will be clean, and I want to stay like that. But everything has to look how I want it to look. Second, my stuff needs to stay how I put, and things under my possession need to be clean or how I put it. It's kind of what I just said in a sense, but basically saying it's not just my bedroom it's not just the places i'm be it's anything that's under my possession if i put myself in a corner at a place i want myself to stay there and be in that same spot nothing's moved i'm in my bedroom everything has to look where and how it was when i last entered the room if i enter a different room you get the gist everything has to just be how it looks and if it's not like that it causes me anxiety because and i obviously can't control that if you didn't i don't know how you wouldn't know but OCD is something where the things, the symptoms you have aren't controlled. You can't control it. You can improve at how you manage those things. You can't control it completely, though, because that's just how you are. Um, if something is out of order and it bugs me, I want to fix it. That's like the most stereotypical OCD thing. If something is moved out of place, it might bug you. There's a speaker right now that's pushing up my play mat with my mouse on it just fixed it like stuff like that that's very small that's just like you might see it and then other people and like i it's one of those things where you can catch someone's ocd or like me like staring at something because i'm just like oh that bugs me and there'll be that thing that bugs me or anyone that has the same kind of thing it will sit in their brain until it's fixed. Like I'm telling you now, it you know they might like forget about it, but second they enter that room again or they think they look at that thing again, they'll instantly remember it again. And they'll instantly not let it leave their brain until it's done. Another thing with organization, there needs to be a plan for everything. If the plan gets messed up, it's not organized anymore, and your brain kind of does a tumble. When it comes to organization, that kind of goes into planning. When you're planning out like a gathering for friends or a gathering of where you want to go out and go do certain things with people. You might be like trying to schedule certain things on certain timings with certain people and it becomes harder because if so, people cancel, people don't respond, stuff like that and it makes it harder for a person like me to plan out something because if everyone's not responding like that, it makes it a lot harder for me to plan out something like that. Um that's why for me, there needs to be a plan for everything. And when there's a plan, it will make me way less anxious if it sticks to that plan. If you're gonna be late, I'd rather you us plan that you're late by four hours and I know you're gonna be there in four hours rather than you say two and you're there late. Like, it just makes me anxious and it doesn't help me. Um, but there needs to be a plan for everything and that's something I've gotten better at. Like, not everything needs to be planned out because, you know, you need to have that spontaneous side. and. That's what she is for. By that spontaneousness. That's that's what brings that out of me. So, um, <clears throat> my brain doesn't do as much as a flip as it used to when I was younger. If that if. If something didn't go along plan, that would just like completely tweak me out and I'd be like flipping out and like, oh my goodness, like I ain't stressed out. Now it's sometimes it does on bigger plans and maybe if something had been prolonged of planning and then it gets messed up, I'll be like, Oh my goodness and it'll get to me a little bit, but I'm still working on it. Um I'm either all in or all out. So when it comes to certain situations, it's like if I'm planning something and it's not going my way, I'd rather just either, I either want to be fully in charge or I'm all out. If someone else is planning that thing, I'm like full out, like you can tell me to plan whenever and I'll just go along with it. Or But if I'm in charge, I'm in charge. Like I'm going to figure out every little detail and there's no in between. It's hard for me to be in between because then I kind of know that I have to like dictate what's going on but then I also I'm like being it's, it just makes me anxious and stressed because I'm don't know not sure what I'm supposed to be doing and I don't know if I'm supposed to be planning or just sitting and waiting to see what the plan's going to be um second category is obsessing when I was a kid um it was a lot worse way worse the obsessing was but it's gotten better in a lot of categories but it was more comical when I was a kid first of all when I was younger I wanted to know what I wanted to be when I grew up so bad I was my brother wanted to be a marine biologist my sister wanted to be a vet and I was so dead set on I need to figure out what I want to do so every I'm not kidding you every single day there was something else that I wanted to be and I was like look on Amazon for either books kits games anything related to that job I needed something to like show my commitment to that job, but it was every single day. I'm telling, you, every job possible. That's what my I had to like attach to, and that was just a phase where my parents just had to like keep telling me, "Don't waste your money," because you're just like buying random stuff that just doesn't really make sense to buy because you're too young to even know what you want to do yet, and it just doesn't make any sense. And then once I would find something that I do like, um, I would want it constantly. When I was younger and sounds bad to this day but I still like candy a lot but um when I was younger I used to obsess about candy like every day I'd, I'm telling you this, every day I'd ask my mom can I get a bag of candy mom can I get some candy hey mom can I have candy and she just have stashes and stashes hidden and put in places because she knew every day I was gonna ask her and she knew she was never gonna hear the end of it if I didn't ask her if, if she didn't have some Somewhere. So we went on vacation once, and she knew I was gonna be obsessing over it every single day of that vacation. she made little bags that said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I would get a bag each day, and that's how much candy I had to do. And that helped me because I was able to know how much I had that day, and once I was out, I'm out. That's all I get. When I just ask her, I'm just getting what I can get out of her. So it was more nerve-wracking because I would want so much constantly, but when I knew I had that much, that is what made it a lot easier. Um, when my mom said no to something, when I was younger, it would be a lot harder because I'd be like, no, like, why no? Like, And I'd keep bugging them, and that's where the discipline came in because they'd get stern with me of, like, I said no, and then that's where I learned because now, if they say no, it's just okay. I mean, like, unless it's something that's actually like, okay, why? You know, I'll ask, but... Um, If they say no, it's a no. But back when I was younger, that was a lot harder for me to take. Another thing, when I was a kid, it was worse, but if I text someone important to me, and I text them something either semi-important, sometimes it can be something very slight, um, that obsession comes into play because if they take a lot to respond, I like will spam them or question, send question marks or something like that just because I'm like, I need them to respond or like it needs to happen now. Even if it, I don't even need to know that now, it just feels good to mental check off what question they're gonna answer if they can just respond. So it helps, but when I was younger, it would be like I'd spam, I'd call my mom like 30 times until she answers. Now, so here and there, I'll bug Kathleen a bunch of times about texting her about random things or my mom. About random things but it's not really like a pester to the point where it's like okay Zeke like you have a problem but it would used to be more of a problem um, my relationship that is something that is with that one back there um, very special and I love her to death but you know in earlier stages of a relationship and i uh, just on and off here and there um, i'm just someone that's an obsessive person so like when it comes to like hanging out just just a lot of aspects of our relationship my ocd comes into play because it's like um if i want something planned out you know and she's more of a spontaneous person then it's like it, that conflicts but then that there's that there's the middle ground of like all right she plans a little bit and i need to be more spontaneous there's a the middle ground that's just how it, it helps me and her um get through that and there's also the fact of me wanting to see her. Like, I'd see her anytime, any day. That's just me obsessing. Just like not even I don't like to say obsessing. It's a strong word, but that's just what it is. Um, I'm obsessed over seeing her. Like I used to do it way often more. Like I, if I, could, if I had a time of my day to see her, I'd see her. I'd want to see her. Now it's one of those things where it's like I'd like to see her all the time, but if I can't, it's not the end of the world. It used to be like it would be the end of the world. Like it would be arguments. You know, that's just. It was, I was younger, I didn't have control of my OCD, and now if Kathleen likes her alone time, I like to see her all the time, those two things conflict, so then it. right down the middle, I see her sometimes, she sees her sometimes, other days she wants her alone time, and that's not even like she doesn't want to be with me, it's she just needs time to herself, which that leaves me to be with myself, which makes me learn more of myself than I even think, and also makes me come and do YouTube videos like this, um, Last thing to talk about, anxiety is the third thing, and it kind of ties everything all together, and um, it kind of affects all the categories I said before. Everything that I've said that has bugged me or bugs me to this day, if that doesn't happen... I get anxious it doesn't and and it most people be really just don't get like people that don't really believe in mental health they just don't get anxious you can't control it when you don't have an OCD or something you'll understand you can understand way more or things like depression or other mental illnesses where you can't control how emotional you're feeling when i'm getting anxious about something you can't control it like example if i'm at somewhere and my mom texts me can i grab this from your room and i'm like sure i will get anxious where i am at because i'll be knowing that she's in my room not cuz i'm hiding anything because i know she's moving something of mine to a different place and then or she's getting into something and you know tampering with something in my premises so it just makes me anxious and I can't and that's just something I can't control I mean I wish I could you know I can always do a lot of things to get better at it but I can't 100% control it and that's just it is what it is I just want to let anyone out there that has OCD or anxiety or any other mental illness to know that getting help is like the one thing you should 100% do: um, talk to parents. If your parents aren't available, talk to friends. Find a way to get in touch with maybe a therapist. Have that close friend that you can talk to that can be kind of your therapist if you can't get a therapist. Um, just anything like that. Just make sure you're getting help for your mental illnesses. And even if you're not diagnosed, make sure you're just treating, taking care of yourself. Um, make sure you are not holding in emotions. Make sure you're like, these mental illnesses aren't scary things, they're things that just become you and it's so much nicer to know that you have those things and you're able to just express those things and just get that help that you need rather than hide it and bottle up inside because it just makes things ten times worse. Um, having a mental illness isn't a scary thing, people shouldn't be aren't gonna be scared of you, know, it's gonna judge you. I'm telling you this now, like more people than not have something. Diagnosed or not, someone ha- everyone has something, so Um, To recap a little bit, um, the three categories I had for today's video is that affect me and my OCD is organization, obsession, and anxiety. Um, I feel like a lot of people can come up with other categories that make sense for themselves, but those are the ones I have. You can always comment that down below. Um, again I have OCD and anxiety I don't take medication for either of them because I don't want to have that dependency on the medication no judgment if anyone does take medication um, just be careful on how you use it um, and make sure you get help if you need it um, getting help is something you guys, everyone should do and do not be scared to reach out thank you guys for tuning in today's video make sure you guys leave a like down below comment on anything you liked or disliked about today's video make sure you subscribe and turn notification bell I love you guys all Peace out.